Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And the 1-0 pitch. Fly ball playable. Right field shallow. Taylor Kepler in. It's Taylor calling and catching. And the inning is over. And Pablo Lopez in his third career postseason start has spun a seven-inning shutout against the defending champs. Brilliant night for Lopez. Boy, did he deliver tonight. Yes, he did. Outstanding performance by Pablo Lopez on the mound. Great performance overall by the Minnesota Twins. They have uh, tied this series at a game with the Houston Astros. And joining us now on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline, somebody that's had great success here in Minnesota in his time as Senior Vice President and General Manager, Thad Levine, joining us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Uh, first off, Thad, thank you so much for the time tonight. Well, thank you for having me on. That that intro was phenomenal. It was a, what a wonderful performance by Pablo Lopez last night. The performance on the field was almost equally matched by the tremendous quotations and interviews he's been giving. It's just the leadership he, he has is exceptional. Let's start with Pablo because the first time that I met Pablo was at Twins Fest, and he was one of the many players that joined me on the uh, on the stage, and I interviewed him, and we just. I was blown away at, at the guy and just sitting there talking to him over the span of like 10 minutes and just how smart he is and, and, and how um, um, just well-spoken he is and just his thoughts on not just baseball but on life and his perspective on playing the game and knowing how blessed he is. Has, has, has Pablo Lopez been even better than what you thought that he was going to be when you made the deal for him? Well, I, I think your scouting report on him as a person just is right on point. Uh, I, and I'd say yes, unequivocally. You know, when we when we pursued him, and obviously a really difficult trade to to make when you're trading the the reigning batting t- champion who ultimately then wins the batting championship in the National League the next year. It's a real difficult decision to make. But when we acquired him, we we had a vision of what he could be as a, a starting pitcher. We thought he could also improve based upon some things that we thought we could work with him on. He then demonstrated once we got him that he had the willingness to learn, but also the aptitude to grow and to develop, which was exceptional. And it really manifested itself in a, a superb outing last night. But then additionally, the points you just brought up were things that we had heard about him in terms of his quality of character, his leadership skills, his, his wife and how wonderful a woman she is, a, you know, grade school teacher out of Iowa. And it's just, I think the whole family, the whole person, has just been such a boon to the to Minnesota Twins and, and not only what he does on the field, but what he's doing in our clubhouse and what he's doing in our community. I don't know that we knew how impactful he could be off the field. We had aspirations of what he could do on the field. What he's done off the field is almost equal to what he's done on the field, which is exceptional. You know, when we start talking, uh, you know, during that interview and he's talking to me about, you know, well, you know, if I if I wasn't, you know, playing, you know, Major League Baseball, I'd be a doctor. And I, and I was just super impressed with everything about him. But that apart from his smarts and apart from his intellect, what makes him such a special player? 
So, you know, he, he's he's a 27-year-old man, and you almost have to pinch yourself periodically because he comes across as such a, a savvy veteran. So I think he has an exceptional work ethic. I think both he and Sonny Gray set the tone in our starting rotation in terms of a work ethic. In spring training, those guys set a tone where everybody on the starting rotation watched everyone else's bullpens before games with a thought in mind that they could learn something from each other. They could grow together as a unit. So they picked up pitches. They, they taught one another. And so it wasn't just up to Pete Mackey, our, our pitching coach, but they all took a vested interest in the development of one another. And, and I think that's where it started. I think his character is exceptional. His, his commitment to the community is exceptional. And, and I think when you talk to him and you, you learn about the discipline he has and the motivation he has, the drive he has on a daily basis when he's not pitching to prepare for that start two, three, four days down the road, it doesn't surprise you that he ultimately has success during that start because the preparation is really, it's an ongoing thing and he never lets up. He's, he's always uh, consistent. He's routine oriented and he's so committed to the development and the excellence of the players around him. Yeah. We're talking to senior vice president, general manager of the Minnesota twins, Thad Levine here on the late show on news talk, eight, three old WCCO. And Thad, I'm a lifer. I'm a native uh, I, I've, I, I remember 87. I definitely remember 1991. I was a freshman on the campus of Morehouse college in Atlanta. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm having fun with all the Atlanta guys. Cause we, we beat the Braves in the game seven. So, you know, I know what it is to be a lifelong twins fan, but you know, it, it's been a while since 1991. And I know that most recently uh, fans have been kind of down in the dumps with the 18 game losing streak and all of that. But when you look at the way the team played last week against Toronto and the way that they're playing right now, all of this just feels so different for Minnesota Twins fans. And this team feels different from uh, the last few years with the Minnesota Twins. What do you think it is about this specific group and collection of guys that is different? I think two things jump out to me. One is the resiliency this team has shown throughout the course of the year. There's no deficit that they feel is daunting. And we saw that in game one against Houston. Sure. We didn't win the game. And I, we certainly, that was our goal and objective, but we were down five, nothing. We battle back to five, four. We have runners on base. We are, we're threatening. We're pushing them. We're, I think, instilling a little bit of concern in them. And I think as a result, that was some momentum that we worked off of that we built into game two. And we, we really came out with a head of steam yesterday as a result of the, the the fact that we were resilient in game one and never gave up. So this team never, ever gives up. There's no deficit that's too big for them to think that they can come back, battle back to get into the game. There's no sense of rolling over and dying. There's no sense that the moment is too big for them. So I think that's, that, that is number one. And two is I, I think there's a really healthy balance between our veteran leaders and our young players who are coming up. So, you, you know, whether it's Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa at the high end, it's Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco. And then we have these, this quartet of guys that, that came into our organization this year and, and Castro, Farmer, uh, Michael A. Taylor, and, and, and Solano. And the, those four guys have been so instrumental in, being, in how versatile our team has been. And then we've got the young crew who candidly doesn't know better that they should feel pressure at this moment. <laughs> we're just going out there and playing the game of baseball with smiles on their faces and thinking every year we're going to go to the playoffs. So, I think it's that combination that has really led to real sustained success for this franchise. You know, Stad, uh, Thad, you, you stole a little bit of my thunder there because I was gonna that was gonna be my next thing, and I actually give you and Derek a lot of props um, and kudos because 
you know, Michael Taylor and Willie Cashel and Kyle Farmer, those are not maybe household names or people that, uh, you know, that, that fans look at and their names jump off the page. But they have been as important to the success of Minnesota Twins baseball here this year as anybody else on the roster. Just talk about, you know, implementing and getting those guys in this organization and them really taking off and blossoming the way that they have. Well, you know, I I think we all are in a process where we're learning each and every year. And last year, the thing we learned, unfortunately, was that we got to a point where we sustained just too many injuries for us to have success. And so I think we went very intentionally into this past offseason with the thought in mind that we were going to try to build depth at every spot on the on, on the on the roster, and hopefully by so doing, insulate ourselves from the inevitable, which was an injury or two that was going to happen at some point in the season. And and when you talk about that that group, I, I just want to like say one one additional group that was so instrumental in that, and that was the fact that we had ownership support to kind of to, to spend a little extra money to reach a payroll height that we had never reached before as a franchise in the name of trying to insulate our team such that when those injuries happened, it wasn't a, a, a when or an if, it was they were going to happen. We were going to have players of that caliber who were going to be able to step in. And so then, then I shift the, 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 the compliments and appreciation to our analytics team and our scouting team to identify those four players who've been just so, so instrumental to the success of our franchise throughout the course of this year. And, you know, it's rare, but we hit on all four of those guys that, so those guys deserve a ton of credit as well for coming in here and making the most of the opportunity. But how different has Rocco managed this season than last season where we had basically a set nine-man uh, lineup? This year he's mixing and matching all over the place. We're, we're, we're finding platoons that help us win games, and these guys have, have really responded to that. So if you don't start tonight's game, your expectation is you're probably going to finish tonight's game. So everybody comes ready to play. Everyone comes ready to contribute, and it's really paid off. Yeah, at that you know you brought up injuries and injuries, you know clearly in professional sports uh, can be such a downer for for everybody involved. Talk to me about two guys specifically. Clearly, Byron Buxton's been one of the faces of this franchise for several seasons, uh, and hopefully more seasons to come. But just talk about maybe where his mindset is right now, still trying to not only you know overcome the physical you know uh, nature of being injured but also just mentally trying to trying to stay engaged and be a part of the the team but also like where Chris Paddock is at mentally because he has to feel really good that he's getting an opportunity uh coming back from the Tommy John well so as as you know following this team as you you referenced you did earlier Byron Buxton is the heart and soul of this franchise and and he's right there shoulder to shoulder with Carlos Correa as the leadership within our clubhouse. And, you know, he's been unfortunately waylaid and not able to contribute as much on the field as he'd like. I think the thing that is so refreshing to see is he, he's been one of the most prominent uh, supporters of this team through this playoff run. He, he's on the top rail every single pitch. He's supporting these guys. He's helping them in every way he possibly can, whether that's like sharing a tip that he sees things going on the field or just picking up a guy who may be 0 for 2 in the game, knowing that that guy's going to come up later when the game's on the line and it has a chance to help us. So psychologically, he's really been helping the team out, even when he's not been able to do so physically on the field. Meanwhile, physically behind the scenes, he's taking batting practice. He's hitting off of Jorge Alcala and, and Cody Funderburk, got two guys who aren't on the active roster right now. He, he's trying to prepare himself so that if we get the chance to advance the next round, he will be more of a prominent consideration to be activated 
uh, and help this team on the field as much as he's helping the clubhouse. So we we're very appreciative of what Byron's doing. And then with regards to Chris Paddock, you know, you just referenced it. He was out for 16 months recovering from Tommy John sur- surgery. He comes back, gets a few outings in September, but now is also thrust into a postseason situation. Gets a little taste in the first game against Houston and pitched exceptionally well. Like what we're seeing out of him is is really encouraging. His his velocity has spiked up a little bit. He, his his really his strength has always been his command and his changeup. But oh by the way, now he's throwing 95 to 97 miles an hour. We think he's a bona fide weapon coming out of the pen. Likely going to be in our starting rotation next year. We're excited about that. But until that day comes, he's going to pitch out of the pen and hopefully in winning situations for us. All right, final thing for you, Thad, and uh, we'll let you go. Uh, just the fans that are out there listening to the show right now, uh, the fans that are clamoring and will be at uh, Target Field tomorrow and over the course of the next two days, uh, what is your message? What, what do you say to the fans out there that are just you know, chomping at the bit to get to uh, Target Field tomorrow? I, I would say this, that every single one of our players, every single one of our coaches said the reason that they felt that we won the Toronto series was because of the electricity in our stadium and they had never seen it like that, and it was palpable, and it elevated them in every moment of the game, and, and they felt as if it was a bona fide home field advantage. And they are hoping that we show up as strong as we did in that Toronto series, and we believe they will because they think that that tipped the scales in our favor to allow us to beat a very good Toronto team, and we're going to need every bit of that support to beat Houston. Hey, Thad, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully I'll see you at the ballpark uh, over the course of the next couple of days. Nonetheless, I'll be doing final pitch, hopefully talking about a Minnesota Twins victory tomorrow night. But uh, good luck uh, tomorrow and also on Wednesday. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I look forward to seeing you in person. All right, take care. That's Thad Levine, Senior Vice President, General Manager of the Minnesota Twins, joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, uh, 651-461-9226 if you want to react to anything that he had to say because I think it's important that everybody show up with a positive mentality tomorrow at Target Field because that absolutely has helped out this squad big time. we get to that next year. On- All right, thanks again to Thad Levine for joining me here on The Late Show tonight. I like that a lot. I like him and Derek. From the first time that I, I met both those guys, they're they're pretty transparent guys. They they don't um they don't run from mistakes that are made or issues that arise with with the other Minnesota twins. I I think that they're straight shooters mm-hmm. and I enjoy talking to them. Um Derek, um I've talked to Derek more than I've talked to Thad. Derek, by the way, uh I think he was on earlier with Jason DeRussia in the four o'clock hour. At least that's what I was told, yeah. t- told earlier. So yeah. hopefully he joined him. So uh, podcast that, uh, it, you know, when it's available via um, the Odyssey app. Um, all of Jason DeRush's show, but specifically uh, Derek Falvey. But I, I, I like what they've done. And look, I know that at times when the team does not play to the level that Twins fans would like, you get frustrated. But those guys... They've won this division a bunch of times now. So, look, I get it. Winning a division is not winning a World Series, and I hope that they get there, Yeah. right? But the bottom line is, let's not act like Thad Levine and Derek Falvey haven't done a, a really good job with the Minnesota Twins. Correct. They, they have done a really, really good job. Yeah. And somebody had texted me from the, um, on the text line, 
the season one plumbing talking text line. Uh, when you get, and I didn't see this, and so I, I truly apologize because I didn't see the text until just now. Uh, when you get Levine on, can you ask if they were willing to give up a rise in the trade for Lopez because they saw that they had depth coming up from the farm system, specifically Edward Jules. Well, we know that. Like, we know as much. The the bottom line, because that, that was talked about the moment that the trade went down, was that we needed pitching, yeah. which was not a surprise. Everybody, everybody in the world knew we needed pitching. To get good pitching, to get something good, you got to give up something good, right? Yep. And we knew that the strength and depth with this team at the minor league and in the farm system was in terms of their – infielders we knew that we had a bunch of guys that were talented and look everybody can't play yeah right so at some particular point you're going to have to part with pieces or a piece and to try to truly get something back yeah and that's just the way the sports operates josh well and and i think a lot of it was too we they didn't know what was available out there so i think a lot of times a, a lot of people were kind of clamoring for you know, let's just develop something out of our farm system instead and save a lot of money in doing that. Yeah. Well, I, I think that a lot of times, though, and this is the thing about us as Twins fans. Yeah. Twins fans say, go out and just throw money. At, <laughs> I'm dead serious. I know. And you're say, right. You're right. And, and this is the thing. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Because throwing money at guys just to throw money at guys does you nothing. Yeah. Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarter, he might be done. Yeah. Seriously. Now, do I think that that um Max Scherzer's done? No. No. But we know he's been injured. Max, not- Max Scherzer has come back from a lot of adversity with his injuries and stuff, and he's still pitching better than fifty percent of the league. Yeah, Scherzer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he still can throw even despite his numerous injuries that he suffered. He's still just being the true Iron Man in baseball right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. Coming up next, uh, I do want to um, touch on something with regards to the war in Israel because a, a guest on with Jason DeRussia says something that just absolutely um, as I was driving on the highway earlier today. Just made me sit and think, and it was uh, utterly frustrating to um, to know that in the world yet another war has begun, and uh, there's going to be a lot of innocent lives unfortunately lost. We get to that next year on the Lake Show. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. The developments in Israel, um, absolutely troubling. Um, I, I think that over the course of the last few years, um, if you're someone like me, that looks at what happens throughout the world and you have a feeling uh, for those that you don't know, those people that you want to be safe, someone that seeks out peace as amongst, uh, as opposed to violence, rather. Uh, you look at what's happening and, and you're horrified by it. The same way that I want lives saved, in, in peace in Ukraine. I look at Israel and the Gaza Strip, and I hope that people are safe and there won't be a lot of bloodshed. But I know that's not the the case. We know that there's going to be bloodshed because we know what's taking place. And when you look at, just for instance, I'll give this as an example. Not even going to CNN or Fox or any of the big uh, major um, media outlets. Let, let's just keep it local. And I'll utilize StarTribune.com as an example. How about these for just like headlines? Israel strikes and seals off Gaza after incursion. Hamas vows to execute hostages. Next, U.S. begins delivering uh, munitions to Israel as the American death toll rises to 11 in Hamas attacks. A third, European Union reverses earlier announcement that it was suspending development aid to Palestinians. Four, Israeli survivors recount terror at music festival where Hamas uh, militants killed at least 260. Another one. For Minnesotans with ties to Israel and Gaza, feelings of fear, devastation, and anger. Those are things that sadden me to read, to think about. And I think that it doesn't take a person out there with half a heart or care about 
any other human would be able to, you don't have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes to just, to feel for those individuals and for those people. Because I don't need to be there. But if you just think about it, that there are innocent people losing their lives. And that just that's heartbreaking to me. Jason DeRussia, on his show earlier, had a guest on by the name of Oren Gross, Associate Dean for Academic Affairs um, and a law professor at the University of Minnesota Law School. He was asked this specific question from Jason. Is it possible to look at what is happening with Hamas and think that it is anything other than a terrorist attack? And this is what his reply was. Uh, absolutely not. I think that uh, Hamas has shown its true colors and there's really no light of day as far as their conduct uh, and as far as their methods between themselves and ISIS. And let's just uh, uh, quickly recap what we have seen in the past 48 hours when uh, over hours Hamas terrorists slaughter hundreds of men, women and children, civilians in their beds, in their homes in Israel, in an open-air party uh, attended by thousands of Israeli youth, and the unimaginable litany of horrors, and by the way, and war crimes, that Hamas terrorists have committed. And, and, and what you have seen so far in the news, by the way, pales in comparison to the real on-the-ground savagery of the terrorists, much of it has not been shown, um, includes executing hundreds of civilians point-blank, mafia-style, often shooting uh, injured ones where they fell, mutilating and desecrating dead bodies, kidnapping scores of Israeli civilians as young as a few months old baby and as old as an 85-year-old grandmother uh, to Gaza, and directly targeting Israeli hospital, ambulances, medical clinics, medical staff. Currently, as we speak, we have at least 900 Israelis. The overwhelming majority of them are civilians that are confirmed dead, Over 2,500 that are injured, including some 400 that are in severe or critical condition. And by rough estimates, we are talking at about 150 civilians kidnapped by Hamas to Gaza. I am, when I hear that and hear about people being executed and hear about people that um, whose lives are taken away innocently and just some of the images, right? Because whenever you see images of war, you're seeing some images like like the stuff that we're seeing right here, like this right now, like that that entire. I mean, it's like three, four blocks is blown up. I am man that saddens me because you don't want to see that. But man, we 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 live in a world that at so many different times, man. It's not is this not forgiving at all. There's just so much terror in the world today. There's there's so much um, hostility towards people, and it's um, it, it's frustrating. It, it, it really is. I'm not going to even sit here and try to front or perpetrate like I know all of the ins and outs about this 
particular situation because uh, I'm somebody that feels like um, I got to get much more educated to eloquently um, talk about the specifics of said topic, right? That's a part of just kind of reading up and the, the history behind it and all the other stuff, whatever. But uh, I absolutely will be doing that over the course of this week along with, uh, you know, attending the baseball games and doing all the other different topics, whatever, because every day you can learn something. Now, I want to learn a lot more about um, mm-hmm. more of the genesis of this. And I, I think that the the, the um, our shows throughout the day have been doing a really good job of getting um, individuals on to speak and talk about it. Yeah. And I will effort to do that as well here. I think it's and, – and I was actually reflecting on that over the last – probably 48 hours too is just like am i just not educated enough to know what this is all about and it, it just it's what you don't things. know is what you don't know correct yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, but so, we can change that yeah. i can change that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember back when when i was um at breck and we were doing uh um uh, like they they, they have a, i can't remember what they they called it at the time but it's basically where you're taking these special classes in the uh, in the springtime yeah and uh, i remember <laughs> Like in eighth grade, I think it was eighth grade. It wasn't ninth grade where it was Arab-Israeli conflict, mm-hmm. and so like 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 early on, like you're you're told about different stories in all these other parts of the world, yeah. And like right now, I I, I just want to go back and look at all the different books that maybe I had going back to high school, yeah. Um, or even back in my Morehouse days and all, all the, the the history books because going back and re reading some of the stuff that you learned in years past yeah. will do you good. It's a small sample size, but it definitely is important to kind of dig, you know, dig through a few books and kind of educate yourself on what's going on out in the, uh, in the real world, because just because it's not happening here, doesn't mean it's not happening elsewhere. And you know, there's one thing that I don't think I got it on me right now. Oh my goodness. Let me see. Do I have it on me? <laughs> it's a fat wallet. It's not. It's, yeah, it's fat full of. Um, it's not fat full of money. Press I'll tell passes. you that. Press passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that too. That too. Right. One of the things that I it's love all your, having all your hotel keys from Vegas. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. Well, one of the things, and I don't have it in my wallet tonight, but I love, and I and I and I love everything about having one is, is two things actually, two cards. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I do think that reading and learning is is growing as a person, right? Yeah. Two things that I do have. I got my Barnes & Noble card, uh, which I don't have on me right now. But the other thing is, do you have a library card? I do not. I, I do. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Twins' first pitch is at three tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um. What I should do is I should go check out a book or two. I'm gonna, I'm dead serious. I'm gonna look down this up tonight. Down, down the street, here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. right downtown. I've never been there. It, it, it seems I actually. Oh, what? We for, should forget go- that. Forget. I've been there once, but it's forever ago. Oh, I think we should go on a field trip. We should WCCO field trip. Let's do it to the library. I'm dead serious. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Nothing text wrong with it. in the next commercial break. I'm 100 percent more of an audiobook guy, but I'll dive into a real book. I have never done the audiobook. Really? Okay. Never. I mean, I hear good things. I just never. I mean, I've I've I mean, always sh- just picked up. Shockingly, a book. nobody. My comprehension's not that great, so audio, <laughs> audio is definitely better for me. But no, it's uh, reading is very important. I can't emphasize that <laughs> enough to the kiddos out there. Pick up a book, educate yourself, and read. Yeah.
So um, maybe that's something I should do before I head into a Target Field tomorrow. I'll grab maybe. me a couple of books. Yeah, but you don't want to go down in a downer mood walking into Target no, Field. No, 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 no. I'm not saying and... I'm going to read them before okay. going. Okay. I'm talking about just like uh, it's something. Look, this week is jam-packed that it is. And, by the way, tomorrow is also uh, uh, Big Ten Media Day yeah. for men's basketball. Today was uh, Big Ten Media Day for women's basketball. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot going on in Twin Cities. Well, speaking of books, we just talked to our, our last guest. According to uh, one Dan Hayes, he is quite the encyclopedia of uh, knowledge and vocabulary. Dad Levine uses big, big words. Really? So maybe bring a, a big, huge dictionary with you and try and see if you can stump him while you're in the uh, press box. Nah, see, I ain't doing that. <laughs> Come on. Why, why am I trying to stump him? I just want to have fun and win. That's all I want to do. Hey, Winner gets the VP spot for the Twins. <laughs> you won't need radio anymore. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to headlines. That's next here on The Lake Show. All right, welcome to headlines here on The Lake Show News Talk, A30WCCO. We got Josh Wheeler in again tonight. He's on the ones and twos. So, Josh, what you got for us this evening? Well, after days and even weeks of speculation, both fans and players alike awaited the answer, and yesterday they got it. Taylor Swift, a no-show at U.S. Bank Stadium. Throwing the Vikings players off their game, with that said, is Taylor (laughs) Swift the reason to blame for the Vikings' loss? Of course not. I mean, look, I'm a Swifty. Same. I wanted Taylor Swift to be here. Just because I wanted to see U.S. Bank Stadium go crazy over Taylor Swift. Like, I bet the majority, I would say that 80% of the fans there yesterday were Swifties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted I just wanted something to be happy about, super pumped about, excited about. I wanted us to be in the limelight. I wanted to see her taking selfies with fans or with people or whatever. Or just be seen in that press box. Oh, not press box, but... Uh, and that's sweet. Sweet, yeah. Because she's not going to be taking selfies with fans, but you get my no, point. No, I mean, you never know. Uh, next up, all great stories start out this way. A Florida man and his sons were arrested in Miami last week after they had been selling toxic industrial bleach as a fake COVID-19 cure at their church. What? Uh, Mark Grennan and his sons Jonathan, Joseph, and Jordan were arrested, and Jonathan and Joseph were sentenced to 151 months while Mark and Joseph received a 60-month sentence in prison for participating in the fraudulent act that Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing had been carrying out. Prosecutors say they had sold over $1 million of the Miracle Mineral Solution to churchgoers. Not sure what to say on this one except uh, your thoughts. My thoughts are this. Don't be an Aaron Rodgers and think that somebody's selling you some stuff on the streets going to help you with COVID, go to your doctor, the doctor that you trust, the doctor that you trust with your life, not some some person on the street. Like, get a clue, people. Stop with all this stupid stuff. What are you doing? What are we doing? It's so Makes no sense. See what Donald Trump started? Shining lights in our into our bodies. Pouring I'm blaming Aaron Rodgers. Our, yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. I'm blaming Joe Rogan. Why aren't Why aren't you blaming Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey? <laughs> because Travis Kelsey is taking advice from the medical community, unlike Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan.
Oh, man. My goodness. What a terrible thing. All right. Next up, are you a runner or more of a weight guy? Like, I'm I both. feel like we've talked about that. Okay. Um, I would say, if you're going to say what is the split, Yeah. the split is 60-40 lift. Okay. Like 60 yeah, lift, fair. 40 cardio. That's fair. But I love cardio. I get a runner's high. You've, you've probably seen this. Uh, Kelvin Kiptum ran in the Chicago Marathon over the weekend. I did see this. The Kenyan long-distance runner. Yeah. Finishing his marathon in two hours and 35 seconds, according to Olympics.com. He had kicked it into gear in the final stretch, running uh, kilometers 30 through 35 in 13 minutes and 51 seconds. Uh, what is your best mile time, Mr. H. Lake? Uh, my best mile time ever? Yeah. Seven minutes and I want to say it was seven thirty-eight. So roughly a a, a a seven minute and forty second mile. Yeah, wow, that's yeah, that's about the same. I think a lot of people kind of give seven as the ballpark answer. I feel like that's kind kind of the the mean, the average for what you should be able to run, especially in your peak. Prime. You think? I don't know. I mean, the best no, between I- childhood and now. Like we're talking full on no, start to finish. I, I would think more people are like late eights. Ooh, okay, all right. Seriously, most people I've talked to is seven, but that's because most people aren't. In, I'm not an endurance runner. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that a mile is endurance because it's not, but still, that's yeah. You got to have some sort of win. You got to have some sort of foundation. And it, and I had to work up uh, cardio capacity to get to that point. Yeah, like when I first started running miles. On treadmills and stuff like that, or just running outdoors, I was probably doing like nine minute miles, and eventually got down to seven thirty. I I can't. They said this guy was running like four minute and thirty six second miles. Yeah, that's amazing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> can't even imagine. I want to. I want live video of this guy running, like just to see what like. What a mad sprint That's looks like as a like a, a sprint for us is probably a normal paced run for him, which is just in insane. I can't even can't even imagine. And the endurance to do that though, yeah, crazy. for twenty six miles, yeah, that's that is the pinnacle of endurance, if you ask me. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for today for headlines. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, four minutes, four thirty six. Wow, wow, that, that's that's legit. All right, coming up next, you know, with so many sports leagues and everything that's happening, whether it's the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA is going to get underway, guess what else is back? NHL hockey. Jesse Pierce from NHL.com and the Bar Down Beauties podcast. She, sh- she joins us next year on The Lake Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 